Welcome to another episode of the Smartest Amazon Seller. Do you know the worst part of failing in the Amazon business? Like the worst part? Working in a restaurant the rest of your life. See, I appreciate that it is our money on the line here. You know, the, you invest a lot of your time and effort and there's consequences to failing. I've got a bank account that reminds me of those consequences. So I'm not quite sure why I didn't cover this topic earlier. I think, I mean, I could, this could be a multi-part. Uh, let's, we'll see. But um, if there's one thing that we do really well, it's actually our distribution. We have grown from, you know, three people in distribution to 10, 25, 50, 100, 130 at our peak. And, you know, there's a lot of learning curves that you, that you realize along the way. And, um, one that I found, well, that I've, and I've heard this confirmed with other people is that, um, once you get more than about 20 people in a warehouse situation, you kind of have to start cramping down on rules because people will take advantage of, if you have like a, you know, just a believing friendly environment, that's the kind of where like things can kind of flip and people will take advantage of that situation. And, um, but we crossed that, uh, with, you know, some difficulty, but we haven't, uh, had fewer than, you know, 25 people in distribution for several years now. But here's why I say, you know, we know it really well. There is no one in uh, the country that is responsible for more unique products getting into Amazon than us, than Buyboxer. We have the largest selection of products in FBA currently. We've had wheelbarrows. We've had bacon-flavored toothpicks. We have all sorts of trinkets and gadgets. We have life-saving devices featured on Shark Tank. We've seen about just about anything. If you're a wholesaler, you don't have to look too hard to find us. While you may find us competitive, we get our butts kicked plenty. So on one hand, I'm arrogant enough to talk about how large we are and that I'm some smart guy. On the other hand, I'm humble enough to know that we lost more than six figures last year. Now I'm hoping our investments pay off into the future, but that's not a guarantee. Nothing's a guarantee in this space. So as we were growing, we were getting such a diversity of products and our employee count was ever growing that we started to build software to automate some of these processes. You know, I actually didn't even know that the biggest problem that our employees had was they get products coming through the door and they didn't know what ASIN to put it under. They like the search features that they had to use on Seller Central just weren't sufficient. And so that was actually the first thing that I did was just build that, uh, you know, that search and it saved a lot of time. But in order for multiple people to work on the same uh, shipment and with multiple SKUs, I wanted to build something that would help them do that. So this, you know, it helps them select a product. And then, you know, sometimes a, a UPC can match multiple products. And so we want to help our employees select uh, which of the uh, various SKUs that they match to, because maybe it's a bundle. Um, sometimes products just have multiple pages and some of them can be more advantageous than others. If you've been in the wholesale game, you, you've seen that a lot. But if there's one thing that we try and do is we try to avoid Amazon retail. Uh, that is uh, goal number one. And so, you know, having uh, some sort of uh, data to help 
you know, your, your distribution team figure that out has, has been super beneficial. So you're going to hear me describe a lot about this uh, software solution. It is something that I think could be built by anyone. It's not super complicated. You can do a very developer approach where, you know, you're integrating with Amazon's API, or you could probably do, you know, some clever spreadsheet stuff that could get most of the functionality here. Now, if you do want to integrate with Amazon's API, you definitely would need a developer. I have only given uh, our software solution to a few other people out there, and I tend to actually be related to all of them. I have some siblings or uh, a cousin in the Amazon business because I don't really sell uh, this software because it's, uh, you know, I have to maintain it and the learning curve isn't very uh, good. And it's really just awkward looking software that does a job really well. <laughs> like I don't, I don't uh, sharpen it. Like if you go to, um, say you look at Jungle Scout, everything on their page is like, just like good UI, things make sense. That's not the case with my software because we're just like trying to build things really fast. Now, the last thing I'm actually trying to do in this podcast is actually sell this product. But like if you are spending like big resources on software, then maybe we could talk and see if this is a better solution for you. I am not going to try and uh, shove something and like uh, make you pay for something unless you already are putting f those types of resources to improve your software. That said, I'm going to tell more about like if you want to design, you know, your your distribution processes, just some things that that we have done. Uh, just a bunch more tidbits that I can rattle through. I actually did create a video on my Instagram about our distribution. This video is, is half to be informative, half just having fun. And you can see uh, the layout of our prepping stations. And, you know, we got a conveyor belt. Um, we do save, you know, the, if, if someone knows uh, some specific details about like what, if one of our employees knows a, uh, how to prep a product, they can, you know, save that information down. And the next time someone comes across it, they will see it very clearly. With the diversity of products that we sell and like the amount of employees, we currently have about 90 in distribution. These little things do matter because, you know, 10 cents here and there starts to add up. We don't pay for Amazon to do the prep. We do a lot of bubble wrap, a lot of bagging, a lot of labeling ourselves. And I mean, maybe we only save 10 cents, but when you're selling 10 to 15,000 units a day, that adds up really quick. So, so that what we do when we use Amazon's API is we create a shipment and we're able to merge new products with that shipment. And we're able to do it in, a, in the fashion that we like. You know, we have about five different uh, distribution lines that they work on their own shipments. So we can choose, okay, these 15 employees, they're all on the same shipments together. They're always combining their boxes but they don't have to touch the stuff that say someone in a different building gets to do. So we kind of get to work um, in parallel and there's advantages to Amazon's shipment manager. It's actually improving and it does combine labeled and non-labeled products. One major negative thing about the MWS is it splits those up. I have uh, hounded Amazon for years about trying to fix that because we just want fewer shipments. But that said, 
the ability for us to uh, combine them, you know, in a line, a shipping line, as I was describing, makes this really worthwhile. I realize that, uh, you know, a podcast may not be the best method to describe something like this that kind of needs to be visual. So if you have any questions about your distribution, uh, you could feel free to call me up sometime or send me a, a note. I, and I think I could probably speak maybe better to your situation. So a little bit more descriptions about our shipping lines. We do have a, a conveyor belt. Say a person can get any random box of products and, and there's a scanner there. They have tape, uh, boxing tape and all the labels that they can need. There's maybe 10 different types of labels out there. So they have everything they need at their, their, at their desk. When they uh, process it through our, our software, they're able to just push it down the conveyor belt and the person at the very end receives it and actually uh, puts that product in a uh, receiving box. And they're the ones that are in charge of the box contents and ultimately putting, you know, that box to the correct shipment. So this, that's a little bit of description of our flow as a, as the product comes in, you know, our shipping and receiving, they will deliver a pallet and people can receive a random box of who knows what. And they determine right there, you know, what prep is required, um, are there uh, expiration dates, and they have the printers at their disposal. They have those, you know, those FN SKU label printers, and then if you are receiving the boxes, you will have a larger printer that can uh, do the box content. We do box content with the 2D barcodes. There's certainly other ways, but that's one that we've found to be to our advantage. So really, it's just like our scale and diversity of products that forces us to do it this way. If I was a two-man operation, a one-man operation, maybe even a five-man operation, I would do Seller Central all day. And I've thought about, you know, trying to like revert it, but we're kind of stuck in this so much so that, you know, the few times that our shipping has been down of no fault of our own because of the API is broken, it's happened a few times. I mean, it sucks so much. Like for our uh, flow, Amazon's uh, shipment manager is so uh, inferior for our method that like we just don't even do anything rather than try and push shipments through Seller Central. We're that reliant on the API. I could really dive into some of these even more. If you have any specifics, uh, let me know. But here's the one really strategical business decision that we have made around this is the more that we have shipped and the more that we've been selling, there's one type of inventory that we just really steer clear of. And that's uh, seasonal oversize. We can do seasonal products, love it. We can do oversized products. But, but seasonal oversize just has like the headaches of both of them that if things go bad, they go way bad. Seems like we, I have like one horror story every year where we probably lose, you know, 20 to $40,000 because of, you know, fees or unselling inventory. I, I'm a big fan of evergreens. You know, it's great if something sells really well for Christmas, but if it doesn't sell in January, then I'm much less interested. I'm fine with a slower season, but there's products that have like a no season, like snowshoes, you know, no one's buying in the summer, like no one is. That's not as fun. 
Whereas like toys, if it's a good toy, it'll actually sell year round. Uh, you know, some, some toys do really well in the summer as well. So those are some things that I would consider when you're, you're, you're thinking about distribution and your product mix, find what works for you and just like double down on that, get a return on your labor, do an ROI analysis on, you know, how you get products through the stuff that we end up prepping with uh, you know, bubble wrap and uh, bagging, we actually require it to have a higher gross margin percent before we would bring in products like that. So sometimes like our, our products that we, uh, that we have to do prep work on are our most profitable products because we ensure that they meet that criteria. Whereas like small and uh, you know, non-prep stuff, like we don't need to make as much money because we could just like fly through that stuff. You could get through hundreds of, of, that, of those units one thing I tell our employees, if there's a product that's like particularly challenging, you should really analyze it on the spot and figure out if you want to keep bringing that product in. I told you about wheelbarrows. We've had worse stuff than that. Some really awkward desks that, you know, that are like six, seven feet long. So yeah, have a, have a view of my Instagram video, comment on it. See, tell me what you liked or uh, what you would like to see. Cause I'm actually headed out to Indiana. That's where our warehouse is. If I get enough comments, then I could uh, maybe highlight some of that. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. And I hope that your Amazon selling empire is growing and that you are going to be the smartest guys out there. All right. Thank you. See you. One, two, three. This episode has been produced by LaunchPod Media.